took a sabbatical. Yes. I married the money, it's practical. Yes. I'm too hip for corporate America. Yeah. I started up polo and nautical. My areas on froze like an We might. Welcome into another episode of Fantasy Football with Gumbo. This is Ja. Hey, you know, it's Dugo over here. What's going on with you? Head tops. We hope you guys had a great Week 15. Hopefully you came out victorious. Uh, hopefully you came out on the winning side of your matchups if you were, you know, lucky enough to be in the playoffs. Uh, we took last week off, but we are here with more fantasy football tips, tricks, and advice to help you guys bring home a trophy. And uh, we're going to go ahead and bring it right into Week 16. So as we record this, the biggest piece of news that's probably come out in the last 24 hours is going to be the injury to Jalen Hurts. Uh, looks like he has a shoulder sprain. Uh, so the big question, once again, as we record this is, you know, how much time could he miss? The Eagles have locked up a playoff seed. They've kind of done their job. They're 13-1. Do you rest your MVP quarterback? Or uh, do you put him out there just to make sure you clinch that first seed? Um, I'm kind of lost for words and kind of lost for thought as to what I would do. Uh, but, Dugo, if you were the Yo, Eagles. I, I, I mean, I can't have a very impartial you know, like thought on this because I do have Jalen Hurts on my team. He's my starting QB. And this honestly hurts. Honestly, like if I was the Eagles. <laughs> you know, you did there, okay. You know. Crazy. If I was the Eagles, I'd probably rest him. I mean, you have a really stellar defense. Gardner Minshew isn't no, sh- uh, you know, like scrub or nothing like that. So you know, I feel like I could trust him to get me one more win to you know make sure that I get the one seed. Yeah. Um. You know, at that point, you know, then you could be resting him two weeks going into the playoffs, and I'm not sure if you want, you know, your quarterback missing possibly three weeks. Yeah, so, so I don't know, man. Like I, I personally would say, you know, if he's ready to go, start him, mm-hmm. and then you know maybe during week uh, eighteen, you know maybe they can rest then. Mm-hmm. But I think you know if I was if I were Sirianni, if he's ready to go, I would I would put him out there. But you know, let's talk about this. So who are my options going forward if he isn't ready to go and. You know, I personally think that Gardner Minshew, like I said, could be a possible replacement. I think you could get him on the cheap. And you know what? He might just pop off for you in the last two weeks if you're trying to make a championship run. John, do you have anyone in mind? One guy I'm going to say, and I don't know how serious y'all are going to take me, uh, but Zach Wilson is a quarterback I'm looking at if I'm looking at a streaming option for Week 16. Yo, I, I respect that. I really do. But go on with what you're saying. The Jets have weapons uh, and, you know... Uh, Wilson's last game against the Detroit Lions. He threw for 317 yards. He had two touchdowns, only one pick. He ran for about seven yards. Uh, he put up a pretty decent fantasy day. He put up around 24 points um, if you play with six-point quarterbacks or six-point touchdowns. But regardless, I think Zach Wilson is someone who gets an easy bottom of the league and pass defense uh, Jacksonville Jaguar squad, mm-hmm. and with the weapons of Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, you have Bam Knight out of the backfield. I think that um, he should he should see his way into the red zone more often than not. Yeah, man, I really think that 
Um, this last week is going to give him some confidence. It is a Thursday, so, you know, he's not going to be able to kind of, like, live on his glory for a couple days. He's going to have to go back out there and prove it early. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's going to help a little bit. Mm -hmm. Another person I have, if you are, you know, looking for a bottom of the barrel, you know, just you need something. I think Andy Dalton could be a possible starter for you against the Browns. It seems like, you know, I think that Saints offense is starting to, to get a, a little bit on a roll. I think Olave is starting to come out into his own. I mean, he has all season, but I think he's really proven to be the one on that team right now. And so I could honestly see them, uh, you know, doing some damage in Cleveland. So I think Andy Dalton could be a possible starter. I like Andy Dalton. He's a super safe floor guy that you can play every week. I don't, some weeks maybe better than others, but he's safe for around 14 to 17 points. Wow. Uh, but one guy on the Saints that I think is not being talked about enough mm-hmm. is uh, Rashid Shaheen. Oh, dude. Wide I, receiver? Yeah, dude. I honestly had that guy in Dynasty, and I'm pretty sure I dropped him, unfortunately. But that man is just going to be, like, the deep threat on that team. And I thought he was just going to be, like, a one, two-week wonder. But the man just keeps coming back and back again with these deep touchdowns and Honestly, dude, he's kind of dank. He has over 220 yards in his last three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a score, you know, obviously in those games. But he's a 24-year-old rookie, so he came out a little bit later than most. But he seems to be a legitimate weapon in the offense. And Dennis Allen, I would assume, you know, chose him, picked mm-hmm. him. One of the first players to kind of come in as a part of his regime wants to make him look good, so... I don't see why he wouldn't continue to, to, you know, get more opportunities moving forward. So let's keep it in the NFC South, and let's keep talking about regimes. So we just had Artie uh, Smith, you know, play Desmond Ritter for the first time. And, you know, Ja, I think you might have paid more attention to this game than I did. So what were your first reactions of him starting for an NFL team? Uh, Desmond Ritter? Yeah, bro. Uh, it was it was a, It was interesting. Uh, statistically, he went 13 for 26, I want to say. So he came in and he completed about half of his throws. He only had 97 yards. He didn't have any touchdowns. He had about a 60.5 quarterback rating, which is... A little better than average. Average is about 50. I think it's more, because I think a perfect is 158. Okay. 158.3. I, I think I'm thinking about a different stat then, nonetheless. So he... It wasn't really impressive, and I guess he's a rookie. But at the same time, I guess we can't treat him like he's the next Trevor Lawrence just because he's coming in after Marcus Mariota, who a lot of people didn't like for fantasy or in real life because he couldn't really pass the ball super well, I guess. I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens next week. But at first glimpse, it doesn't look great for Drake London. Yeah, I don't think it looks great for really any of those wide receivers or, you know, pass or, or let's go tight ends. Mm-hmm. You know, running backs that are trying to get passes out of the backfield, it doesn't look like it's great right now. You're definitely not wrong with that. Uh, like, because I, I know we were both a little bit more skeptical about Drake London coming into the year. Right, and yeah, exactly. Especially like with this new quarterback situation, it doesn't look like he's really going to get much more of an upside. So, looks like we're kind of right. He'll get targets, but I don't know if they'll be high-quality targets. Yeah, it, it, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like if they're ever going to be sniffing inside the red zone, it seems like they're just running the ball. It seems like if you have Tyler Algier down the stretch, though, it looks like you kind of have a little bit of a, a nice little flex option for you. Right now, 
because of no Kyle Pitts, they're holding the safety over top of Drake London most games. Right, exactly. So they're limiting the, the deep ball, the big play. Not something I love to see. Uh, but Desmond Ritter, I mean, you could probably leave him on the waiver, in my opinion. I don't think he's someone that you should be starting if you have other options. For sure, um, man. But, yeah, I'm kind of, I think I'm out on Desmond Ritter. That's fair. Well, someone that, you know, also went down this weekend was Jonathan Taylor. So I think that this is kind of a huge injury, and I think that if you are kind of scratching for some running backs, I have two examples or two possibilities that you could throw into your lineup. To oh, have, you know, at okay. least you know, at least some sort of you know streaming option. What you got? And so I'm just gonna get this out there. This is my stream of the week, and it's gonna be Zach Moss. So he's the running back that the cheat or that the Colts had traded for when they traded away. Naheem Hines. Yes, thank you, Naheem Hines. So when he traded, when they traded away Naheem Hines, they got this guy back in return, and he's more of a power back. And from what we saw from Deion Jackson this past week, I mean, it wasn't terrible by any means, but it looked like he wasn't very secure with the ball compared to Zach Moss. And so, I think going down the stretch here, I think that Zach, <clears throat> I think that uh, Jeff Saturday is going to keep with the strong-willed back that's going to you know, at least hang on to the ball for him. And so going forward, I think that you could probably look at Zach Moss being kind of like that one-two uh, mm-hmm. running back. And then, you know, Deion Jackson maybe getting some third down work out of the backfield. Yeah, if I'm picking between the two, I guess you have to go Zach Moss. I, I think it has to be him, dude. You, you have to see what you have in him. You've worked and seen Deion Jackson all year. Obviously, he had a costly fumble. Dude, that um, fumble led to them tying up the game. The Vikings tying up the game in yeah. the largest comeback of all time. Yeah, you can't be fumbling, bro. So like, I not in those situations. And that was just like the cherry on top for the Vikings, and that's where they took over and kind of came back to win that game. It, but exactly. But like you said, bro, like Zach Moss was a guy who got a lot of work on Saturday night. He got way more reps than anyone was expecting. But he's also someone that was a part of a trade. And I know you see him in practice, but if you're already out of the playoffs. You're talking about your team is four and ten, four nine and one, whatever it may be. I don't know if you you have to you have to go out there and you have to see what you have in the guy. You have right. to see what he can be. You're not gonna have Jonathan Taylor rest of the season. Roll him out there and see what you have for the future, so you can go out and you know make this thing right in the off season. Yeah, exactly. At least he can assess what he can do with your line and everything like that. So I like your take there, man. I think that Zach Moss definitely. Should be uh, a flex option this week going in for teams that, you know, might be looking for an extra yeah. running back. Yeah, I think Zach Moss is the guy to own in the uh, in the Indianapolis backfield. Yeah, dude. So, hey, I know that we're kind of watching football this weekend, and there was that one guy that completely popped off. And I know that we've been talking about him a little bit this season, and especially with people that we thought could, you know, have the possibility to pop off. You wanted to tell me about this guy and what you saw from him this week and what you can see going forward? I love this guy. He's a wide receiver for an up-and-coming team. Oh, shit. Okay. With a young bank quarterback. Bank. He is someone that was practically free in Dynasty Leagues this summer. You could have acquired him for zero fab down. I'm talking about Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Who went for six catches, 109 yards, and three touchdowns. Three, count them, one, two, three. My man had over 33 fantasy points. He had an insane game. If you had him in your lineup, chances are you won your game, and you're listening to us now for advice on what to do in the semis. 
And my advice would be if you have Zay Jones, you play him. He's an automatic start for me, week in, week out. He's a guy with a bright future, and right now he ranks as wide receiver 19. Yo, he's wide receiver 19. He's a top 20 fantasy receiver in total points. Right. Yeah, it's pretty sicko, dude. I think that this guy has to be one of your guys going forward. I mean, I think you have him in a dynasty league, right? I do, yeah. I got him for free. Yeah, dude. So, like, that's unreal. And if you have mm-hmm. them in your uh, redraft leagues going forward, mm-hmm. yo, like this this guy's probably going to be dank for the next couple of years because he signed a contract this offseason for this team, for this regime. So check it out. Here's one thing about Zay Jones that you have to make a decision on if you're an owner in Dynasty Leagues. So if you have Zay Jones in redraft, you're playing him the rest of the season, you live and die by the Jones. But in Dynasty, you have to make the decision on if you're comfortable with Calvin Ridley being integrated into this offense come 2023 true yeah i didn't even think about that whole part yeah so you could potentially have zay jones finish the season out strong going to the new year going to the pre-dynasty draft process and maybe trade off of zay jones and sell him on a high if you believe that calvin ridley is going to be a significant target hog in this offense bro you tried to you you suggested a first round pick for this motherfucker to me earlier today, and I thought that was the most disrespectful thing. Hey, you know, you never know. You could probably get a second for him, though. Real talk. I doubt it. I think you can get a second for Zay Jones. Uh, but he's someone I like a lot, man. I think he's super talented. He plays that outside uh, position well in Jacksonville, and uh, he's a big guy, too. So he gets utilized in the red zone. Love moving forward. Yeah, man. So one person I've been thinking about this week and that, you know, I've been hearing some friends talk about throughout the chatter of, you know, just the leagues and everything. So Marlon Mack kind of popped off this week for the Broncos. Do you think that this guy is going to be valid option going forward, like as like a flex role or something for your teams? Or do you think that this was just kind of one of those one-off things where, you know, the Broncos might not ever see the end zone again? Uh... That's tough because he hasn't had a ton of work the last couple of weeks. He only has eight total rushing attempts in the last two weeks. But he's getting receiving work. He has six catches in the last two weeks. And the most important part is that he's getting into the end zone, whether it's through the air or it's on the ground. He's getting his touches. I think this team is basically in just somewhat of like a tank mode. They're just seeing what they have for the future. And this is another case of... This guy could just get work just so they see what they have on the roster. Hey, if you guys are enjoying the episode, do us a favor and go ahead and give us a follow on whatever audio platform you're currently streaming on. It goes a long way towards supporting the show, and it lets us know that you guys enjoy the content. Uh, Back to the episode. Uh, But, you know, regardless, I like Marlon Mack for the rest of the season. Dynasty, don't really know if if I'd care to go out and, like, buy him or trade for him or anything like that, but... I like Marlon Mack uh, to end the season in these last couple of weeks. Um, but speaking of, like, I want to talk about some players that we like to sub in in the case that you might have had an injury, in the case in which you might be without a certain player. Uh, we want to go ahead and provide you guys with a stream of the week. So we want to give you just insight into maybe a sleeper that could be on your waiver wires. Uh, so me and Dugo will both, you know, discuss a player, discuss why we like him. And uh, I guess I'll start... The guy that I like this week and the guy that I think uh, was dropped in a lot of leagues is Khalil Herbert. 
uh, running back for the Chicago Bears. He was placed on IR about four weeks ago, so we're talking like week 11, week 12. He's been out for the last few weeks. He's probably available in more leagues than not. He's actually available in 60% of leagues as a as we record this on Tuesday. But he's a guy who's going to step into an offense that's kind of, you know, looking at what they got for the future. They're going to give him some run. Uh, and I think that the Bears are going to remain competitive in these last few weeks with Justin Fields. So I would expect him to be someone that you could probably pick up. He's available in more than half of leagues. But he's a guy who's going to step right in and, you know, do what he's done all season long, which is, uh, you know, produce explosive plays. He averages around 10 to 11 points in PPR leagues on a per-game basis. Dugo, who you got? Yeah, so uh, like I said earlier, I got Zach Moss this week. Uh, doesn't seem like it's much of a uh, sleeper at this point, but nonetheless, I think that Zach Moss is going to have a terrific performance this week. He's owning 4% of sleeper leagues, so go out there, utilize a little bit of fab, get this guy on your team, and you know, let's go get those dubs. Um, another couple other streams like we had said earlier, you know, obviously with the Jalen Hurts' uh, injury possibly being out for a couple weeks, we had said that you could try out Zach Wilson, Andy Dalton, and if, you know, if he is truly out, uh, Gardner Minshew as well, I think could kind of step in there and get you some points to push you on to that next round. Mm-hmm. Uh, who you got for starts for the week? You know, I've been thinking about this one for a bit now. Um, you know, I really like what I've been seeing from James Conner lately. Okay. So, I think going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think that that defense just kind of seems to fray as the season goes on at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, James Conner, yeah, maybe the Cardinals won't get the win. Mm-hmm. But I think that if he was able to get 16 and a half points from the Broncos... I think that he's going to do that, if not more, against the Buccaneers this week. So, uh, I got him. I got James Conner. How about you, Jeff? Love it, dude. Uh, James Conner, he's basically that offense now. Yeah, dude. I mean, right now he's running back 22. But when he plays, he's averaging 14.5 points per game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I really like him. I don't know why people are uh, unrostering him and dropping him. Yeah. But, yo, go out there, scoop this guy, play him. I think that, like you said, he's he's kind of their offense going forward, so lock him up. Yep, and, yo, if you guys are new to the show, starts of the week are essentially uh, players that we think can get you 15 or more fantasy points in that given week. So sometimes we'll keep it safe. Sometimes we'll project guys that are somewhat, somewhat like sleepers, like the Darius Layden pick a couple weeks ago. Uh, but a guy that I think is going to go out there, he's going to do work, he's going to be a safe lock at a premium position, which is running back. I got to say Kenneth Walker is the guy I want to put in as my start of the week. Okay. He plays the Kansas City Chiefs. That's an explosive offense. The Seahawks are going to have to keep up. And in the case that they are upsetting the Chiefs or they get in front of the Chiefs, the Seahawks are going to feed Kenneth Walker like it's Thanksgiving, bro. Yeah. Like he's going to get so many carries. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely going to want to shorten that game up as much as possible. My biggest thing is that defense for the Seahawks seems to be fucking up a bit. A little bit. So, you know, I'm just concerned about how much work he's going to be getting on. Yeah. So, who knows? I think that he could definitely see some valuable work, though, regardless. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm excited. 
Yeah, man. I think they uh, they play to feed him the ball and you know control the clock, keep the offense off the field, and uh, I think uh, Kenneth Walker is someone that can go out there and get you get you over fifteen points this week. You're probably looking at over eighty rushing yards. Likely gets a touchdown. Probably a couple catches on the ground, 10, 20 yards. I like it. But outside of that, we hope you guys have had an amazing year of fantasy so far. Um, T's and P's if it's over. And, uh, you know, send in uh, best wishes if you guys are still competing. So with that being said, we'll tap in with you guys next week. We hope you guys have another successful week. And uh, we hope to talk to you next week as we cover the Sheba. Absolutely. You know what? Keep this information in your head tops. Happy holidays. And we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, happy holidays, gang. I'll talk to you guys later.